When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. In a world where hatred is monetized and toxicity thrives, we would rather talk about stuff that we like in the realm of pop culture. We don't always succeed with that, but no matter what, we always like to keep things lighthearted and fun. This is another happy pod. My name is Nathan James Jiminy Cricketbauer, and as always, I'm joined by Lawrence Thomas Cunt Heisey. Hello. Every single time you... <laughs> Why am I even shocked anymore? I'm not. I I just I'm. Do you know what? No, I'm sick of this. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I can't. I'm miles away from you. I can't do anything about it. But I can. I can still be definitively sick of this. <laughs> well, saying, do you know what? No, I'm sick of this. That implies that something is going to happen on your end. But what is I, it? It implies that I'm opposed to it. I did not promise any further action. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, your your sick of it is noted. Your sickness is noted. Okay, thank you. Great stuff. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I just ate lunch. We just ate lunch, Nathan. We did well, all together. Like I say, you are miles away. <laughs> else you'd be bloody paying for your intro comments. Uh, no, you had a you had a boss box. I did. I had a boss box. Are you a boss? It's absolute blinder of an opening this one, isn't it? <laughs> I'm the boss of this podcast. Just, we're just hitting home runs in terms of comedy today, straight off, straight out of the gate. Nathan, we're here to discuss a film, as we often are. Yeah, we, we when we <laughs> we tend to, don't we? When we put this micro, well, these microphones on, what's going on? Why, uh, why, why are we terrible today? There's a weird energy in the studio today. <laughs> there is, and we don't even have a studio. 
Yes, we do. It's another happy studio. <laughs> it's a Discord set. Right, let's, let's start again. This is terrible. This is, no, keep it going. No days off. No grinding. <laughs> My cat's meowing and everything. This is literally the, one of the worst introductions we've ever done. You can sort something out in the edit. Oh, can I? Well, can I just redo it for us? Can I use AI? Yeah, just fix it in post. Anyway, so 500 days of summer. Discuss. <laughs> Here we go. Strap in, everyone. <laughs> why is this? Why is it so odd today? Um, I'm waiting for you to take the lead. Right, 500 days of summer. First note I got down. Whoa, some dated dialogue in this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're into it, I guess. Um, but yes, you are correct. There is very much some some dialogue of the time, and maybe even a little bit past its time. Some uh, yeah. some some uses of super mega skank was one of them. Uh, yes, that 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 made me <laughs> like visibly cringe. I was like, oh, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, well, I think I think that was intentional. I I feel like yeah. that was supposed to be a little bit misogynistic straight off the bat but then there's also some just homophobic stuff all the way throughout as there often is with anything from the 2000s um just some general transphobia just sprinkled in there as you will find with anything post but before the 2016 i guess come on Nathan, Um, you you know as well as i did no one had to care about any of these things back then it's true. They weren't issues. Trans people weren't invented until 2017, as we all know. <laughs> as we, as we're all aware. Yeah. Um, oh God, uh, what do you think of it? You, this was you. You told me to watch this. You, you, you. There was an issue with last week's edit. We didn't know who was going to edit, and we made an agreement that whoever did edit got to just throw in the tease for next week, this week. Um, and it ended up being you, and you chose 500 Days of Summer with no prior discussion. Why did you want to rewatch this? I didn't. I just didn't really know what to pick, and I was looking at Disney Plus, and I saw Five Hundred Days of Summer was there, and I was like, "Sure, that'll do." Damn it! It was on Disney Plus. I bought this for five ninety nine. Why? I do this. I like going on Prime. My internet is terrible. Stop so giving I... Jeff Bezos more fucking money. I know. I don't mean to, but every time I go on Disney Plus to stream anything, it it will like my internet is just so fucked. That it just it barely runs. It's it's so, okay. useless. So instead of streaming it on Disney Plus, you'll stream it on Amazon instead. It works better. I don't know why. It, for my internet just doesn't disrupt it that much. I don't know why. I saw that you also bought Sonic, which is on Netflix. Is it on? Oh, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> God fucking damn this shit! You stupid gun. Maybe I'm start looking to... around before you fucking give J- Jeff Bezos more of your money. Jeff Bezos doesn't own Netflix. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You stupid cunt. Oh, God, I'm not even awake today. Right, fine. We watched this movie. You didn't know what to pick. You chose this movie. When was the last time you saw it? Lawrence loves billionaires. He wants Jeff Bezos to have more money. (laughs) He thinks he deserves it all. Uh, So let that be on record. He worked hard for those billions. Anyway, so I saw this movie. First time I saw this movie, I went on a date, actually to watch this movie with my, my girlfriend of a time. I won't say her name, it was Claire. Um, we went to the cinema <laughs> to, to watch this movie. And at the time, I thought it was boring. Didn't understand. I was like, ah, oh, rom-com. Not, not for me. I was at that age where I was like, oh, I just want to watch Wolverine or something. This <laughs> wasn't <It's, laughs> really my thing at all. So I was like, yeah, if she wants to go see this, let's, let's go watch 
500 days or something. Oh, the old ball and chain dragging you out to see a chain, bloody man. rom-com, eh? Go see a chick fic. Bloody hell. Oh, God. I'd much <laughs> so... rather be watching Wolverine. <laughs> exactly. Like all men would be at all times. <laughs> was, Wolver- was Wolverine out? <laughs> it was the same year. It was the same year, because I remember oh, okay. when you went to see that at some point, so... Babe, come out so we can watch 500 Days of Summer. I can't. I must wait inside for a year until the Wolverines debut. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then we broke up. And then, <laughs> and then I watched it again. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's some stuff here. There's some stuff going on. It, it kind of does sneak up on you, this, doesn't it, a little bit? It does, yeah. It, it's definitely a sleeper hit. Um, and, and I haven't watched it since then, really. Um, but, yeah. but uh, overall, I enjoy it. I think there's some good stuff in here. I think it's it's a story about probably just two of the worst people ever. I, I don't think <laughs> I've, I don't think either of them are really redeemable characters. <laughs> um, I, I so I I was convinced I'd seen this, um, and I I still think I had seen parts of it. But I realised when watching it yesterday, I must have watched like bits of it and not really been paying attention. It must have been on somewhere and i wasn't watching it um because yeah. i was like certain things happened in it that i was just like i had no recollection of that whatsoever so it was kind of like a fresh experience um and i saw immediately afterwards i like just googled it to see what like the general consensus was um because i don't like to formulate my own opinions nathan i go to <laughs> i go to google to tell me how to feel um <laughs> and um <laughs> no i saw that there was like a big debate of like hero and villain who is the right person and my my immediate response was just, they're both terrible. Both of these people suck. They're they're both pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. And like I get it. Like there's there's reasons why sometimes she's in the right. There's reasons why sometimes he's in the right. And it's it's meant to. This movie's clearly meant to spark a debate. Um, and maybe I'm missing the point to a degree. But I think they're both <laughs> very very harmful people, very toxic people, but cast very well. Yes, uh, I, I would agree. Um, Zoe Deschanel, J- JGL, Joseph Corden, they're, they're both great in the roles. Um, I, I feel like the first time I watched it, I would have been very much like, oh, well, she's, I won't use the word, but she's not a very nice word. Um, you know, she's, well, <laughs> he hasn't done anything wrong. He just wanted to be with her and she just threw him out. Not obviously reading a room, much like Joseph Gordon Levitt did it throughout the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not picking up on any of the subtext whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and then and then I feel like I probably went into the movie last night with that in my mind as well and tried to see it more from uh, her point of view. And for a while I did. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, she's she's been very upfront. She's told him like exactly what she wants and stuff. But then other things start to happen. You're like, well, no, okay, that's just shitty. <laughs> You're yeah. just being... You're intentionally just creating problems there and, and not saying stuff when you probably should have. And and yeah, there's there's very... I don't know, it's not black and white in any way, but I do think that they're both as bad as each other. Really. don't think anyone would like feel bad for you for sympathising uh, for him because it's like he's the main character, you're shown his point of view, you get more of a look into his life than you do hers. Um, yes. And like when he's when the breakups happen and he's like... He's that we see him deal with it. We don't see her deal with it. But then at the same time, like you know, he is he's clueless. She's leading him on. But at the same time, she said 
hey, this is just nothing. And he's like, I'm fine with that. And then she, then he's not fine with it. And she's like, yeah. I don't know what you're mad about. This was always the way. I feel like when you say we, he's the main character and we see things from his point of view, I feel like you're right with that. But I feel like that's also an issue as well. Not necessarily with the movie. Not an issue with the movie. More so an issue an issue with the relationship because we do see things from his point of view but never really from her point of view um there's there's like a moment where things are a little bit rocky they clearly the honeymoon period is over um and they go to the cinema they go to the movies something happens during that movie and she reacts in a way she's just bawling her eyes out she's just crying um and then he asks her what's wrong is it was it the movie and she's like yeah, yeah, it was just the movie. Clearly bullshit. Clearly something has happened. There's something else going on that she is crying about that the movie itself had triggered. Um, but he's just happy to accept that, yeah, it's the movie. Let's just carry on, go do something else. And it's never yeah. brought up again. We never find out what it is. And I feel like there's more moments throughout that where he doesn't necessarily think... Or doesn't necessarily. I don't know if he. I don't know if this is the case, but he doesn't necessarily care to investigate deeper into their relationship. It's a lot more about him than it is about her. The way I see it, and I don't know if this is the case. Maybe this is all open to interpretation. But he is much more invested in the idea of her and the idea of a relationship with Summer than he actually is with Summer. If that yeah, makes sense. Uh, that's. That's no, that's a hundred percent right. I think like he, because the whole thing is that like it even introduces um, in like mm -hmm. some opening narration where it's like Tom believes in true love. He believes in seeing the one, you know, there being one person out there for you, and like you got to go and find them, uh, and yeah. that hopefully like you'll just have that moment where the penny drops and you go, oh my god, and you fall in love magically. And she's very much the person that's like, um, love isn't real, <laughs> it's all bollocks. Uh, it's like you know if you feel it great fantastic but it it it's just an affection it's like settling it's getting used to something it's like blah 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 right you like the you know the the opposing sides of that debate um yes and and he is very much like the amount of shit he ignores because he's like well the universe has told me I'm with this girl this is my fate so i guess i don't need to do anything because you know the the universe will fix it for me the universe will sort it out and it's like dude you're a fucking moron <laughs> i think you're an idiot yeah yeah it's true but then again i do also think there's some blame on her side as well though uh yes from the beginning she is saying you know that uh, relationships aren't my thing i just want to keep this casual let's you know let's, let's just have fun see how it goes and that type of stuff but they're together for over a year, okay? Like at yeah. some point you would you would think that like this is this is becoming something. If you haven't like sat down and discussed what's going on, then shit's of course you're gonna be confused. Of course you're gonna get angry about stuff and and try to figure out why this person isn't invested in the relationship as I am or or what have you. Um and of course you're gonna be angry about that. But then as well, there's the whole issue, like, when they did, you know, break up, and she's very quickly, by the timeline, very quickly is engaged and married to someone else. Um, and she also doesn't tell him that, either. And then they go to a wedding, and they have, like, a whole evening together where, at no point does she mention that she's with someone that she's engaged. 
and she doesn't necessarily have to. She that's not information that she has to give. Right? She's not obligated to do that in any way. But given but, but you do, don't you? You do. You say do it. Yeah, you do say it because it's just like, come on. Like I, I absolutely don't want to sound like I'm just blaming her for that because I'm not, and I do get it. She's she doesn't have to tell him at all, but also. Come on, like you know what's see, in his head for that entire evening. Yeah, but I see. I think that because I thought the 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 last scene kind of not excused it to a degree, but it definitely like I thought the film was done throwing like ethical debates at me, and I thought that I could like sit down and be like, right, I know the score with both these characters, and then it kind of dawned on me, um, and I may be right. This may be a wrong interpretation or whatever, but it's just kind of how I read it. That there are no wrong interpretations. There are only interpretations. Ah, thank you, Nathan. Now, now I feel more confident with what I was to say. I I viewed it because this 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 says at the beginning it's like an anti love film, but it kind of does a one eighty on that to a degree. Where at the end they both still kind of have migrated to Tom's philosophy of what love is. Like she says, like yeah, I went through like a whole year and a bit with you, and I was always unsure. I'd never knew, and then she met some guy at a cafe and six months later they're engaged or married or whatever and it's she like goes through a big thing of saying and like you watch us like the smile builds in her face and she was like if i wasn't there at that moment if i wasn't if i was doing anything else if i'd went to the movies instead of went to a cafe or whatever it it wouldn't happen um and it's kind of like a a very tragic thing for tom to have to basically realize that his philosophy turned out to be true in the eyes of like this specific pairing, the, those two. They both yeah. do believe in true love and love at first sight, but it just it just weren't with him. <laughs> like, and it's 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 kind of sad, but it, I do think the movie rewards would, her for for a lot of bad shit. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's kind of sad. I would say it's very sad on uh, yeah. on Tom's parts. It's tragic for him to to hear that someone who's always been about you know soulmates and one day finding the one and he's found what he believes is the one and then to just suddenly find out that I know she was someone else's and he was just but he was. Do you just don't think it's necessary thing. pain for him though? Like because they weren't yeah. like you say this this was Tom's first experience at love really. Um, kind and, kind and of, it was, and it was so clearly wrong because. They weren't meant to be together. They just, like, I mean, was it like Chloe? Chloe Moretz is his little sister in this. He even yeah. says at one point, like, so she likes the same dumb stuff as you. That doesn't mean you're soulmates. It just means you have some mutual interests. Yeah, great line as well. Yeah, and, it's and a very, very good line. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of. I see what you're saying, and I think there's a there's a way to figure out like where you stand on this. The ending of the movie. How did you read that? Uh, as what as in him meeting Autumn? Yes. So I I read it as there's someone else out there for him. They're like the 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 movie has like a recurring thing of there's plenty more fish in the sea and Tom always reacts negatively to it. But when he's confronted with the other fish at the end, he's kind of like, okay, fuck it, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I the optimist in me wants to think true love does still exist. It's the Tom's philosophy is correct. He was just wrong in his <clears> choosing <throat> and he was immature. He needed to have some bad shit to experience some good shit later on. Uh, yeah. With this girl, he needed to learn from a bad relationship to experience a good one with this girl. That's the optimist in me talking. The pessimist thinks, just basically, here we go again. That's exactly how I see it. 
See, yeah. I, I see it as Tom making the exact same mistake again, um, not having learned a single lesson, really, and just completely starting the cycle again, even with the number 500 days of summer straight to 500 days of autumn. Okay, even yeah, going and it, it, the timer ticks back to one, which would infer it's still counting <laughs> down. Like exactly, yeah, there's still um, there's still a ticking time limit on this. But also, like you said, with um, with his sister saying just because she likes the same crap you do doesn't mean she's your soulmate. Tom instantly has a connection with this girl because she likes architecture like he does. She's They talk about the park where he goes and sits and that type of stuff. They, there's a shared interest and straight away he's picked up on that gun. Oh, you're my soulmate. Okay. Let's let's do this. Um, that poor I don't know, girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's right at all. Like, I could be completely wrong with that. That's just how I see. That's just how I see. These things are always open interpretation. Um, and maybe that is a, a more pessimistic way to view it, I guess. But but yeah, I can't help but see it as just he hasn't learned anything. The cycle doesn't break, and and here yeah. we go again. Five hundred days of autumn. I, th- I think it kind of it's genius how it's done because it's meant to spark those two reactions I think and it's and it doesn't tell you what's right or what's wrong because at the no. end of the day love Which is, is good I like well also but love is an abstract uh, an abstract concept you can't define it because it's different for like what love means to someone is different completely different for what it means to someone else yes. um and it and it can't really be defined it can only be felt so you, you can't really tell someone no you're wrong um yeah. when it when it comes to this kind of stuff but but all right I'll tell you what as like I don't because I don't want to just debate the philosophy of it all day because there's two options and sure like <laughs> both are right both Who's are wrong say? whatever yeah exactly um, only Mark Webb director of Amazing Spider-Man two knows the answer so I was gonna bring up Mark Webb um, just in terms of this is his first film he made music videos before this and this is his first feature film he made music uh, videos yeah like most most directors start with like some music video stuff. And then, um, and then they they transition into like short films. Then hopefully one of them wins an award, and then they make features. Um, Mark Webb jumped straight to a feature film from this. Uh, this is his first big thing. Uh, extremely, very well made, I think. Very well made. There's some really good um, shots and cinematography in this. The whole uh, this has been talked about a lot, but the whole expectations versus reality sequence really well done. Just really yeah. well done in terms of filmmaking. Um, emotional as well, really emotional for that sequence. You really get a sense of just the <laughs> the tragedy and the heartbreak that Tom is going through. A little bit self inflicted, but you do get a sense of it uh, at that point. So, so yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. I love the way he uses like certain film conventions in this and doesn't explain it. Like, yeah. there's, there's just some shit that happens, and you need to have your you need to be focused on the movie. Otherwise, you'll be like, what the fuck. Like yeah. a big dance number after he just has sex with her for the first time, and it's like he's walking around doing doing like all the the street clicking and the and the dance routines and like everyone's lifting him up and all of that shit, and it's and it's not explained. It's just a convention in the movie that's used to get the point across and do it in like thirty seconds. It's a great sequence um, as well. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite parts of the movie because yeah, it's so. It's so unapologetic. It's just like, yeah, why not have a dance sequence in the middle of in the middle of the movie? Does it mean anything? Not really. Does it connect? Not really. Is it integral to the plot? Absolutely not. But it's fun, so let's throw yeah. it in there. He'll look in the mirror. He'll see himself as Han Solo, as every man would who just had sex. So, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, you know, you know that scene in A New Hope where Han Solo's just raw talking. You know the scene. <laughs> we all know the scene. We all know the scene. Um, but like, there's stuff in this. Like, I think lesser directors would have jumped on, like, and created a ha ha comedy moment out of this. But there's like, there's a moment where Tom asks um, Summer to like speak about some of her exes and some of her like ex flames and whatever. Um, and yeah. she does, and she she says Charlie, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, band player. And we see a picture of a band, and in the band uh, is a leading man and a girl in the background on a guitar. Then when she says she, we don't get a big, huh, you're bisexual, that's hot moment. We get, like, th th we go back to the same picture, and we just slightly switch the focus to the girl in the photo, rather than the leading man. And it's like, that's a real, and he doesn't bring it up, he just has a, a moment where we clearly understand, oh, okay, I didn't realise. Not a word is spoken, and it's just, like, it's inventive, and it's playful, and it, and it does some stuff that's just like... A lesser director, I think, would have just been so... Like, it, if you showed up on set that day and you couldn't be asked to think of anything, then that scene would have been nothing. It wouldn't have even been remembered. But it's one of the coolest directing parts of the film, I think. I don't know if I call it one of the coolest directing parts of the film. I, I, I'd say that goes what? to expectations, reality, or... Maybe um, I do enjoy the sequence where Tom is at the movies, and he's just... And he like falls asleep during it, and then you see the movie, and it's just like him inside of like some French noir <laughs> classic, which is yeah, it, it's very funny and it's really well done as well. Uh, I like I like those moments. Um, yeah, I don't know that that to me just seemed like a one-off kind of throwaway oh, what, joke, I guess. What, like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, throwaway joke for sure. Like when I say best parts of directing, I mean like. Th those kind of things, not just that moment in particular, but those kind of moments are sprinkled throughout the film. And if right, this was handled yeah. by lesser people, it could have been not a moment at all. It could have just been dialogue and it would have been boring. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, Tom is kind of a dick. <laughs> he's... Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, not even kind of. He's he's quite misogynistic as well, really. Yeah. Um, the, the whole thing about, like, there's there's often the trope about like the fucking you know the the slightly nerdy guy who you know thinks women are kind of like uh, you know she wouldn't go for a guy like me there's no way she would like the same stuff I do and then when she does she's like oh you like the same stuff I do oh you're cool you're not like other girls oh you're better than all the other girls <laughs> yeah, yeah he's 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 massively like that and then there's even the scene in the bar. Where he's just like, oh, look at these women. I fucking hate how they're dressed. Like, why are women dressed like that? They should be dressed like the 60s when, like, women were women. I like how you dress. Y you look good. You're not like those women. You're you're a nice woman. Like, it was yeah. all very... Ah, oh, it, was, it was bad stuff. It wasn't good at all. It, it was a bit... Yeah, it's a bit grim. And that, like you said, that's very much... That's not like a slight on the film. That's very much intentional. Tom is supposed yes. to be someone that doesn't empathize with other people. He He sees what he wants... Uh, yeah. And his opinion is fact, and that's even that's even referenced at the beginning when like Summer's new and Tom's first opinion of her uh, is told to him by another guy, and he's like, "Oh, she's this this hot girl that's just a dick," and and yeah. he's like, "God, I hate it when girls do that. We, you know, they think they're hot and they can just do whatever the fuck they want." And it's like, "Bro, you haven't had <laughs> one. You haven't said a syllable to her." Yeah, like. And then, then he then he sees her, and he's like, "That was totally wrong. Your perception is wrong." Uh, and it's it's like 
it, it, it couldn't have been right. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you, you can't... It's so, oh, yeah, it's... He's supposed to be judgy and, like, dismissive. Yeah, he's 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 not a good dude. Not at all. Adrian Coulson's in this. <laughs> he is. He, he loves cards. He does love cards. He's, like, a nice guy. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Did Fair when enough. you watch this, did you have a, a moment where you go, Oh yeah, I guess that is someone's job. Yeah, but then I was like, But why is that someone's job? Like <laughs> I think it would be a breeze. I I mean I feel like surely there's enough by now and you just recycle them. <laughs> like how many cards just... how many different lines can you get out of a fucking greetings card? Go into a thesaurus copy every word that's ever used about affection, love, whatever, find all those words, throw them into an AI generator, that's the year <laughs> sorted. Yeah. You actually could. You just get that job done by an AI, but that's not very yeah. Lawrence. People need to get paid, so come on. <laughs> no, Nathan, I'm all about the capitalist man. <laughs> See, he loves billionaires. See, no! He I loves don't, death. I don't. He does. This is why um, he insists on buying everything through Amazon. <laughs> So do you. You use Amazon. It's a convenient service. All right. Yeah, unethical. Um, you've been to IKEA before, haven't you? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Did the IKEA segment have you just stressing out? Um, not really. No. Why? I was just watching it going. There's going to be people all around you. Stop kissing. Stop kissing. Yeah, they the were bed. very close in that bed. Yeah. It was... Yeah, I was like, please don't. Do... This is a... this is not. No this one needs pub... to see this. Yeah, yeah children this come here. Place. Exactly. So by their flugen homes. So... <laughs> there's a there's a man picking up a Malm uh, fucking <laughs> desk. Uh, he's got his kids with him. They don't need to see that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good stuff. Good riff. Good riff. Good IKEA riff. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I've got another one if you if you want to hear it. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's rate the riff. All right, thank you. <laughs> rate the writ. I like this segment. Um, <laughs> I have a thing about Joseph Gordon-Levitt where every movie I see him in, I have no idea how old he's supposed to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah, same. No <laughs> idea. He could be anywhere between twenty-three and forty-seven. So yeah. it's, it's uh, this is two thousand and nine. Two thousand and twelve is Dark Knight Rises when he's supposed to be the ho- the hottest shot cop on the on the block, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and also Robin. So. Well, this yeah, is 2009, I... but it's set in, like, 2006, 2007, I think. Why? I don't know. This, like... this could just as well be 2009. <laughs> so, I think it's, it's... Because, like, it came out in 2009, but it also, like, it was a festival movie. It was, like, a Sundance movie. So I think it, like, hit festivals the year before, I think. Um. Oh, right. So was it filmed a couple years earlier before it... Like, yeah, I think it might have been out. filmed, yeah, a little while before it... Um... It came out. I don't know for sure. Does anyone, does anyone get their mobile phone out? This is the only way we can know for sure. <laughs> uh, I think there are a few scenes. They're playing a Nintendo Wii at one point. I know that. So. I don't know. That's That sounds like anywhere between 2005 to 2010 to me. See that? Uh, Nintendo Wii was 2007, I want to say. Was it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Blimey. Okay. Right. So Mark Webb, we spent some time um, talking about his his first film that he ever made, which was this, which we thought was a good film, well made. We then yeah. went and <laughs> what are you laughing at? No, I don't know, Oh God, well, you're laughing at you're laughing at me, aren't you? 
I'm laughing at something that's very clearly been edited out. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, he then went on to do The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, which I think is a good yeah. movie. You also think is a good movie. <laughs> I like it, yeah, it's good. He then went on to do Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was a movie that not many people did like. Um, I still think it's fine. It's got its moments. It's good. You you love it. It's your favourite film ever made, right? It's not my favourite film ever made, but I think it's it's there's good moments to it, much like you, I'd say. Yeah, and then since then, so that was 2014. So, yes. Since then, immediately after, he went and did a My Chemical Romance music video again. Uh, oh, which one? Uh, Blood. Blood, okay. Uh, and he has since not really... Blood had a music video? Interesting. Oh, apparently that so. Was just a hidden... That was just a hidden track. But yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's since only been assigned kind of two projects uh, of of anything that anyone will actually ever see. Uh, one is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which has been slammed for being insensitive. Um, oh, is that the new Disney one? The new Disney one, set for 2023. Um, yeah, and happen. And the the other one is, uh, I think, if I'm looking at this correctly, is the announced live adaptation of the anime film that we've discussed, Your Name. Oh, no, not an adaptation of that. A live-action adaptation of that. Oh. And I assume... Uh, in English, yeah, an American remake, which is yeah, a shame because it's a very good movie. I I um, think this is a sad trajectory. I do too. I'd justice for Mark Webb, I'd say, because first of all, if you watch this, you can see the guy is talented. You can see he's he's fucking very skilled in what he's doing. He knows his craft. He can do good cinematography visual storytelling without much dialogue he can show you a scene which has hardly any dialogue and you still get the sense of everything coming across uh which is great um and just all around a, a great movie and even the amazing spider-man movies it's it's clear that the shit that went wrong with amazing spider-man 2 is is studio interference it's so clear that it's just sony Panicking and dipping their hands in and trying to build a fucking universe and a franchise. If you need, a, if you need reference for like how obviously that was Sony, that was 2014 and Morbius just released. <laughs> yes. So lessons have not been learned. The only good Sony movies are the one that Marvel secretly makes. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> no way home. Okay. Um, yes. So clearly they haven't learned any lesson and they're just interfering to fuck. But yeah, it's a shame because clearly the guy is talented. I mean, it's it's kind of sad that he hasn't really done anything since. And well, he's and he's those the... those two that are lined up don't really seem all that you know appealing. Really, they're, they're because... both they're both movies that no one is asking for. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Because one of them we've already got. Yeah, well, both of them we've already got really in different ways. Well, one um, one is offensive, and... and the other one is also slightly offensive. Like, it, yes, exactly. They don't need to be made. Mark Webb also like it's worth noting. Mark Webb wrote Five Hundred Days of Summer. He's a phenomenal writer. Yeah. Like this, the structure of this movie alone is a head fuck to get your head around. Let alone to formulate, write down, and flesh out with this much character and emotion. 
the fact that it's not non-linear and all the time it's jumping around these 500 days with no real fucking sense of direction it's just like one day i'll be 498 then i'll be day 23 then 367 then 212 uh there's no real sense of direction with it uh, but it still makes sense it's still a logical through point throughout the movie you still get a sense of exactly what's happening It's, it's really well done he's he's really good at that sort of stuff so yeah, I think like don't get me wrong. I feel like he could do your name well. I just feel like it's completely unnecessary, really, yeah. because it's already there. I I want to see the next Mark Webb original film. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I want to see what else Mark Webb's because this this was a film that was put on the blacklist um, or whatever that website's called. Is it the blacklist? Um, What's the blacklist? The one where the basically scripts that have no money to be made directors and writers throw them up there and then hopefully a studio goes we'll like this and then they can negotiate a deal with you to make it um okay yeah it it was up there and it was voted like one of the most popular unmade films of like a certain year that it was up there and then like within a couple of years it was being made so his career was off to a very promising start you get this which is amazing i think a great film um then you do a spider-man film you reboot spider-man which is a, a thankless task that no one was really keen for, uh, and it still yeah. manages to be a good movie. Um, yeah. I, we, again, like similar to this, with two leading actors who have great chemistry, and there's a lot of I was, heart. Yeah, in I was it. just going to say, yeah, he's very, he's clearly very good at the fucking the romance aspects because uh, fucking Peter and Gwen, uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, that's. That's some that's some chemistry. So, Sony are still riding it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was one of the only things Andrew Garfield showed up to do in No Way Home was to talk about Gwen. Love that they they really sold that relationship. So clearly he did a good job of of getting that out of them. And and obviously they were fucking. So that helps. Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. I just think I wanted to bring him up because I just think it, like you say, it is kind of it's a shame. It is a big shame. I think that. He's been he's been pushed out of opportunities clearly and been handed stuff. He's been handed the movies that they go, we should make some money off of this, but we know it's not going to go down well. He's added to the official another Happy Pods Justice Four list. <laughs> Who so are the other Justice for Mark, We got Justice for Mark Webb. Last week we had Justice for Rose uh, with the door. Um, who else we got on that? I'm sure we got others. I'll start keeping a list. Yeah. <laughs> And then, then at the end of each year, we'll release our Justice Four and get the hashtags trending. Um. (laughs) We'll we'll do a a Justice Four wrapped, so we can see exactly who who we demand Justice Four throughout the year. You know, like you know, like at the end of the year, Obama for some reason is like, "Here's my favorite albums." (laughs) (laughs) This is what we'll do. I don't know why he does that. No (laughs) one cares. I mean, that's very high and mighty of us to say on our podcast. No one cares yeah. what you think, bro. Oh yeah, for, <laughs> sure, for sure. But it, it's just, I just, I'm just picturing. Can't speak right now, babe. Hang on. Uh, I'm just adding Obama's top ten to my playlist. <laughs> Barack just working on his letterbox top ten. Whilst, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. That's essentially what it is. It's a hundred percent what it is. Where bro. is Barack Obama's <laughs> Spider-Man tier list? That's what I need to know. <laughs> The people demand to know. <laughs> what is his official Star Wars rankings? Exactly. Anyway, um, this is a... Messy edit. A messy edit, but a good movie. Not a messy edit in the movie. The, the editing's quite good. The podcast. This podcast that you're listening now 
has been messily edited by Lawrence Heisey. <laughs> it has. <laughs> Difference is, I don't get paid to do this. <laughs> so, so there's that. You, you get paid. In what? In abuse in the intro is what I get. <laughs> you get paid in friendship. I do. We, we were friends before this. And we'll be friends after. <laughs> oh, good. But, but is that contingent on a good edit? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, these episodes come out Fridays, 10 a.m. Give us a little follow on social media. We're on Instagram and we're on Twitter at Another Happy Pod. You can rate us five stars as well. Uh, that would be nice. So go and do that. Uh, and next week we're going to be doing this. Hi, you've reached Beth. Sorry, I can't answer your call right now. If you can, please do leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you. Goodbye. After you finish your message, just hang up. Or to hear more options, please press 1. Hi Beth, it's Nathan. Nathan Bowett here from Another Happy Pod. Just calling and checking in. Um, me and Lawrence are trying to figure out what we want to discuss next week on the podcast. And we're thinking about the possibility of doing Doctor Strange, the first one, the first movie, Doctor Strange 1. Um, and we'll just be like, no, and we just want to know if you'd be able to join us when we record next Thursday for that. Let me know. We'd also need to discuss when we can record uh, next week as well for Doctor Strange 2. And then, of course, there's Moon Knight. So busy times indeed. Uh, call me back or just text me. That's probably easier. Yeah, don't call me. Just text me. Don't know why I called you. I could have just texted you this. Anyway, bye. Love you. That's the tease. Wow, good movie time. <laughs> is, is that the tease? That's the tease. Let's hope she says yes. <laughs> right, there you go. There it is. <laughs> and if, if, we, if it's just me and Nathan next week, just know we probably had an argument with Beth to some degree. What a, in the words of, in the words of Tom, what a super mega skank. <laughs> there you are. You heard it here first. It's Lawrence a, thinks it's a movie. It's a movie line. It's a it's a movie line. I was making a reference. <laughs> I don't think that Beth is a close friend of mine. A super mega skank indeed, as Lawrence has called her. Join us next week, where we will be joined by the super mega skank herself, as we discuss Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness, but not that one, the first one. Um, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.